0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. The following is an interview with Andrea Kramer-Pomeranski. Andrea is an Indiana alum graduating from Bishop Retard in 2000. During her time in high school, she finished 50th as a sophomore, 14th as a junior, and 37th as a senior in cross country, and second as a senior in the 3200. Upon graduation, she joined Miami of Ohio, where she was a three-time All-American, four-time MAC champion, and three-time Miami female athlete of the year, in addition to being the school record holder in the 3,000-meter steeple. Since graduating from Miami of Ohio, Andrea boasts half-marathon and marathon PRs of 1:13:12 and 233.10, respectively. She's also a three-time Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon, the 2010 Chicago half-marathon winner, and the second American in the Berlin marathon just two weeks ago. Andrea has an amazing story of overcoming obstacles, finding balance in her life, and aspiring to find the limits of her ability. I really enjoyed hearing andrea's story and the wisdom she's gained over the years we had a few technical difficulties on this episode so you might hear the audio cut out from time to time but you can still hear everything that's said i uh, hope you guys enjoy andrea's story as much as i did and without further ado here's my interview with andrea kramer pomeranski <laughs> we're rolling. Andrea, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for agreeing to do this. So we're going to open it up like we always do with a little tier talk. Are you familiar?
1: Uh, No, I'm not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. No problem. Um, So the past couple episodes each week we started with, we like take a category and we each say our top three in that specific category. Um, so I chose for this week Disney movie Uh, oh
1: well I have a lot of experience in Disney movies so I hope you're prepared (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah I figured you would so do you want to start or do you want me to start
1: uh either way yeah um you can start
0: okay cool so number three um these are all like kind of older Disney movies the ones I grew up on um number three is Tarzan just a nice. a classic. I remember. So growing up, I had this little like nine inch TV, like nine inch screen TV with a VH, VHS attached to it, and we had like little like VHS little tapes or whatever they are um, of like a couple of Disney movies, and that was one of them. So I would always always be watching Tarzan. Ah, uh, number two is Dumbo. I feel like kind of a a slept on uh, Disney movie. One of the first ones. <laughs>
1: It is. Yeah. So good. Yeah.
0: And then number one is Lion King. Just oh, a
1: classic. Just a so classic. <laughs> Can't go
0: wrong with Lion King.
1: <laughs> no, it's so good.
0: All right. Um, what about so you? I'll
1: I'll go um number three. I'll go Moana. Um right. I love the soundtrack and I think the rock singing in it is awesome. <laughs> um number two I'll go does it have to be a movie can I do like a series, a sure, series? Yeah. Why not? okay I'm gonna go bluey for number two because mm-hmm. um my kids love bluey I love bluey it's great it's hysterical it's like a 10 minute kid show um I think mm-hmm. it was made in Australia but um I don't know it's great okay um and then number one I'm probably gonna have to go with um, brave just because the lead character is this like headstrong adventurous redhead with like unruly curly long hair so I was <laughs> with like three brothers so it's just like resonates it hits hits so home to me so sure. I have to go with brave
0: <laughs> okay yeah that's a good three yeah cool yeah I've heard I've heard of bluey I've seen like clips of it my uh mm-hmm. my girlfriend's niece is like obsessed with bluey oh
1: it's
0: so great it's all the rage yeah yeah so you uh you just got back from Berlin right
1: yeah
0: okay Mm -hmm. you uh you were the second American right female American and
1: Uh, yeah yeah I was and I you know I'm um it's not lost on me that there aren't maybe a ton of Americans because you have to travel so far but yeah it's Mm -hmm. just to be the the second American at, at any world major is um it's just pretty cool yeah
0: yeah. So, what was that experience like? Uh, you want to take us through that.
1: It was just in, it was just incredible. Like I'd never um, I'd never done a marathon outside of the U.S., and it's been a really long time um, since I've traveled outside of the U.S. Um, I haven't been away since having kids. So, just to run through the streets of another country and just you're looking at all these landmarks and there's so many people. It was just it was such a great experience.
0: That's awesome. Um, so going all the way back to the beginning, uh, how'd you get your, your start mm-hmm. in running? What was that like?
1: Um, so I actually, um, I, I thought that like I softball was my main sport in high school and uh, our softball coaches actually had us do like a two or three mile run a couple times a week um, just to stay in shape. And I was, I would end up running with a girl um, who was on the varsity cross country team. And she just kind of looked at me, I was keeping up with her with not too much trouble. And she just said, Hey, you know, you should really try out for cross country. If you can run with me, she said, uh, you might make the varsity team. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's going to take too much time away from softball. I practice year round. And she said, no, no, you know, it's only practices are less than an hour, you'll be done. And you can still practice after that. Um, So she convinced me to try out for cross country. Um, So I did that my sophomore year in high school. And then it kind of just, went from there so So that's how I got my start she convinced me to run
0: (laughs) yeah so you hadn't run until your sophomore year of high school like seriously
1: no I didn't run at all yeah I was um I played softball um a lot but I I'd never run until yeah my sophomore year of high school
0: was it tough giving up softball
1: um well I didn't give up softball (laughs) so I did I did um cross country in the fall And then softball was in the spring, um, so I just played softball when I was a sophomore. And then the following year, I I got a lot better, and I convinced my softball coaches to let me do track in addition to softball. So I actually (laughs) did both sports my junior and senior year um, with the caveat that they said I could do both but that I couldn't skip any practices or games. So basically like they had to like, not know about me running track, but they said I could do it. (laughs) So so that, yeah. So I did two sports my um, sophomore or my junior and senior year.
0: Okay. Were you any good at softball?
1: Um, yes, I was, I I mean, I, I'd like to think I was pretty good. I was all state. Um, and Mm -hmm. I thought my, my dream growing up was to be, you know, like a professional softball player play softball in college. Um, and I actually didn't, um, I didn't consider running my main sport until the week that I'd signed to run collegiately. So I still thought in my mind, I was a softball player until I actually signed (laughs) to run in
0: college. Were you considering playing softball in college?
1: Um, yeah, I was, um, I, that was kind of the plan all throughout high school. Um, and I got, um, some interest, but It's funny, it kind of like my senior year was kind of when it flipped, like I ended up getting more interest for track and cross country than Mm -hmm. I did in softball, which was ultimately why I decided um, to run in college. But yeah, I got a little bit of interest from both.
0: Okay. Uh, What was your training like in high school? Like what, what do you remember about the starting out?
1: Um, Well, starting out, uh, I had a really great um, entry into the sport. Um, It was just um, like I said, I did it kind of just as an ancillary thing. So it was just more fun for me. So initially I probably shouldn't admit this, but like, we would kind of like run to like Fannie Mae and eat the chocolate at the mall and then like run back, you know, or we like uh-huh. run to Fazoli's and get free breadsticks. <laughs> 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 run back. Um, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. We actually did that, but I'm also joking. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we ran we maybe did that a couple of times. We didn't do it all the time, but it was just mm-hmm. more fun. I didn't take it too seriously. Um, and I, I knew that there was a little bit of, um, you know, I started to kind of see that there was some talent. So I think after that first year, I did start to take it more seriously. Um, but it was just a lot of fun being around the team. And I mean, I ran really hard, but I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't take anything too seriously. Super Mm -hmm. low mileage. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you, were you enjoying it at this time?
1: Uh, no actually, no, like I wanted, I wanted to quit. Um, <laughs> cause it was, it was, it was really hard. Like I thought, um, I think my first five or six races, I would, I would run so hard that I was like throwing up like on the side of the meet for like an hour afterwards. And I just thought that like, that's what you were supposed to do. Like you were just mm-hmm. supposed to run as hard as you could until you couldn't and until the finish. So I actually hated it just because it was so painful. <laughs> my dad, I said, dad, I don't think I can do this. And he said, well, you have to finish out the season because you signed up and you said you were Mm going to do it. So I finished out that season. And then after that, I, you know, once I kind of realized that you didn't have to run like that hard, every single meet, um, Mm -hmm. I I started to enjoy it. I think my, um, my second year doing it is when I finally started to enjoy running, but it took a really long time.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah so like like having the success that you have now and like looking back at your high school years like I'm sure it's you know it's a part of your story and Mm -hmm. like you probably wouldn't be where you are today without those years but do you regret like not taking it as seriously or not starting earlier or anything like that um
1: you know, I, I don't, I think, um, like, I think I am where I am today. And I think I, I have such a love and a passion for the sport today because of how I started out and that mm. I didn't get out on it. And it was kind of, it's funny. It's kind of the opposite in softball. Like I was, I started, you know, practicing year round when I was 10 and I would practice a couple hours a day. And by the time I was a junior or senior, I was just so burnt out mm. and it wasn't fun um, for me. So I'm kind of glad I had this kind of slow entry. And then my junior, and especially my senior year, I did kind of, I was always pretty low mileage, but uh, I did start to start to take it a lot more seriously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could kind of see that I had a little bit of talent. So I started to, you know, not cut corners as much and, you know, listen, and I would do everything my coaches told me to do. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't change a thing going back.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh what was the like the recruiting process like when you were thinking about running in college?
1: Um hmm, the recruiting process. Well, it kind of came on late um because I did get kind of a late start, but you know, just you get letters and then coaches would start calling. I did um a couple visits, so I think like Ball State, Butler, um, Miami, and IU were my, the four schools I was considering. So I would, I visited each of those schools and I I liked them all. And truthfully, I really liked Butler, but, um, it was just, it was like a less than a half a mile from my house and I needed to spread my wings a little bit. So it was too close to home. So, (laughs) but yeah, I visited all four of those schools. And I think when I stepped on the campus of Miami, I just kind of had this feeling in my gut. I was just like, this is the place for me I just campus is beautiful I really like the people and I try to just listen to you know kind of like my inner compass and I just kind of knew as soon as I set foot on the campus that that's where I was going to go
0: yeah so you end up at Miami of Ohio you decide to run instead of play softball uh what was it what was your time at Miami of Ohio like especially early on did you have any regrets or was it all smooth sailing how was it
1: uh yeah. Well, I don't think anything's always smooth sailing, but I had a really great, um, just a wonderful experience at Miami. Um, our, my team was great. I, lo- I love my coaches. Uh, and I, um, after I graduated my senior year, I, I, um, I worked really hard the summer before going to Miami. So I really kind of went in and like hit the ground running and I ended up being, um, like the number one runner and which is hard I know that transition can be really tough when you're used to winning a lot in high school and then to go to college where everybody's used to winning Mm -hmm. it's like a different playing field um but for me um it kind of it kind of was like the opposite like I wasn't a really big standout in high school but when I went to college I actually I think stood out more than I did in in high school even so I really um it was just a fun experience for me and, and I got a lot faster um, and I loved competing and I really loved being around like my teammates and having a lot of big group of girls to run with because I wasn't used to that. You know, I'd kind of like I'd run with the boys um, at Chatard, where I went to high school quite a bit, but I didn't I don't have too many people to run with um, in high school. So that was a lot of fun for me. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good tr- transition.
0: That's awesome. Which I
1: truly, yeah, and I feel lucky because I know it's not like that for everybody. But I will say, having you know, right when you go in your freshman year, having this, um, you know, having the team right away. I know it's hard mm-hmm. to meet people and it can be scary. But having that team, I really latched onto that, and it, it wasn't quite as scary. Um, I think that it can be for if you're not going in playing a sport.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember what do you remember about your training during that time?
1: In college? Yeah. Um I remember it was definitely like I it was a level up from what I was used to um in high school. I I did my senior year um Start
0: Again. All right, and we're back. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we were talking about uh, your training um, in college. What was uh, what was that like?
1: Oh, yeah, in college, um, yeah, so I would say, um, definitely it, it was more um, consistent, like as far as being like year round, and um, the, the mileage went up a little bit, not a lot, um, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I was able to stay healthy and injury free. And my coach was really smart about like, he knew I was fairly low mileage so he stepped me up a bit but it wasn't um anything that was going to ramp me too up to up too much to get injured um but i d- the intensity was um was a lot more than i was used to i think in, in high school um i did um my senior year in high school my intensity did get m- more intense um my coach would meet me because i was doing both sports so my coach would meet me at like 5:30 in the morning to do <sighs> track workouts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. God bless him. Um, Dan Kinghorn, I think he's still at Chitard. So he, um, he would meet me at five 30 in the morning to do track workouts. And I worked really hard my senior year. And that was kind of, I think what catapulted me into, um, running well in college too, but yeah, definitely the intensity was more consistent and running year round. Um, definitely helped in college.
0: Yeah. Uh, backtracking just a bit, like when you were considering different colleges, what were, what were some things you were looking at? Um, like, obviously, the coach, the team, different things like that. What what really sold you on Miami of Ohio, and what were you looking for?
1: Um, I was looking for a place where um, I think, like, the coaching staff really believed in me, and I felt that um, from Coach Cerrone. Um, mm-hmm. so, somewhat uh yeah like a nice campus really good academics because you just never know I I wanted to pick a place where I could thrive whether I was running or not and Mm -hmm. and a school that I wanted to be at regardless of if I was running or not and I just loved like from the minute I set foot on the Miami campus I just love fell in love with it it's just beautiful I love the campus I really like my teammates too. Um, but yeah, and I, and I like the fact that I, I just felt like, um, I could, it was a place where I could thrive and grow and get better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you, you seem to do really well. Um, you had a lot of success <laughs> at Miami of Ohio. What, uh, what were some of those keys to really thriving at, at Miami?
1: At Miami, I think, um, I think buying into like my training and believing that I could get better. And then I think, you know, it's easy for athletes to go into college and get lost in going out and partying, you're away from home. And I really never fell into that trap. I kind of knew like, Hey, I have the opportunity where I could maybe do something really special. And I didn't want to look back on my time and think, what if, um, Mm -hmm. and that was really what drove a lot of my behaviors, um, in college. So, you know, I mean, I still went out and had fun, but I didn't go out during the week. We had to work out, you know, I went to bed early. I took care of myself. I ate really well. I ate enough. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that, I think that really helped me was doing those little things like getting sleep and not going out partying, um, all the time. And that, that really played a factor. And I think just doing what my coach told me to do. Like if he told me to run hard and run hard in the workout, that's what I do. And he told me to take an easy day easy. I just listened to everything he said and and followed it to a T. And I think staying really consistent and being smart about um, sleeping and eating well, all of those things when you're in an environment and you're by yourself, you're not with your parents anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: that was a really, a key to my success. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, Like you said, like your senior year when you're considering softball or running, like it was around mm-hmm. that time where like you tr- made that transition in your mind, maybe that like running is your main sport. Um, Were there any times, like maybe a moment or a couple of moments at Miami of Ohio where you like really fell in love with the sport or really like, okay, this is, this is my thing.
1: Oh yeah. I, I loved it. And I think as, as like, I started to get more successful and I, as I started to get in better shape too, I think one of the reasons why it was so hard for me was because I was just starting out as a runner and i've taken a couple breaks now and every time i come back to the sport it, it is really hard running's not easy and i think like as you get in better shape it becomes easier and you you really start to enjoy it you get kind of glimpses of that runner's high that people talk about so i think a combination of getting in better shape and then just being around the team atmosphere was so great too but yeah i definitely i loved it and you know having a little bit of success definitely didn't hurt yeah.
0: it's
1: fun it's fun to be good at something you
0: know. yeah it really so. is <laughs> um so towards the end of your career at miami of ohio did you like have aspirations of possibly going pro or like having a career and running outside of college
1: um you know uh i i didn't only because well a couple of reasons um at the time there weren't as many opportunities, I don't think, as there are now. And I thought that you had to be maybe like a national champion or something like that to run pro. And I was close. I mean, and looking back, you know, I, I mean, I was still fairly low mileage in college. And I think I, I would have been a really good candidate to get on a team. I think I, I would have improved a lot um, had I done that. Um, but it just didn't really cross my mind. And then my senior year, I had kind of like a rib injury. Um, mm. and I thought like maybe that was just I was just done. I don't know, or I needed a break. And then mm-hmm. um so I continued running. I went to um grad school for a year at Miami afterwards and I ran every day. But just for fun, I would run in the trails and I, I continued to love it. But I just didn't it didn't cross my mind. Like nobody approached me and said, hey, do you want to run? And I just didn't think that was an opportunity.
0: Yeah. So what what did you do after you graduated? What did that look like?
1: Uh, well, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I think I was kind of delaying entering the real world because it was really scary <laughs> <laughs> to me. So I said, Hey, I'll, I'll sign up and, and go to grad school for a year. Miami had a year long program. Um, and really during that year, like I ran every day, but it was kind of like my year to get an experience like true college life. So I went out a lot, <laughs> stayed up mm-hmm. late and I partied and I had the time of my life. It was fun. Um, so that's what I did. I got my master's, and then after that, I ended up getting a really uh, great job working for like a medical device firm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then after that, I went to um, work in the corporate world.
0: Okay. Um, were you still running during this time, like just for fun, or?
1: Yeah, I ran while I was at Miami just for fun. Everything was pretty easy. I didn't um, I didn't train. I didn't race at all. And then when I got um, my job in, um, corporate America, I, I kind of, I was working so much. I just kind of stopped. I'd maybe run a couple of days a week, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to get up and do it before work. And then after work, I was kind of tired. So I really stopped for a couple of years. Um, and then my husband, my now husband, who I was dating at the time, um, ended up posing. And then, so I left my job and I went and followed him while he was playing pro hockey. And I, yeah. I just kind of really let myself go. Like I, I, would walk a couple days a week we'd stay up late and go out and I didn't run much at all for a couple of years after
0: yeah that. where were you at this time like where are you guys located or where were we located
1: uh, so I moved back to Indianapolis for um for a, a year and then he was playing hockey in Muskegon Michigan so okay. I moved to Muskegon Michigan and um while well, he was playing hockey yeah
0: okay uh what so what got you back into like seriously training like, or w- and when did that happen
1: uh so after he proposed and we set a date to get married uh i just uh i, I kind of looked in the mirror and i was just really out of shape and i just kind of said man i can't like i'm not going to show up on my wedding day like after being a three-time all-american and, and this out of shape <laughs> I was like, I got to do something about this. I want to look good in my wedding dress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I started and I was like, well, I I like to run. Maybe I'll run again. So I started running and I kind of needed just a little bit more motivation to get out the door than just trying to look at my wedding dress. So I signed Mm -hmm. up for a half marathon and my goal was just um, to finish and run under an hour and 30 minutes. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And I did, I think I just barely snuck under, I think maybe an hour and 29 or something like that. Okay. Um, and then after that, y- y- you know, everything just kind of snowballed from there. I got the itch again. And I said, like, well, <laughs> if, I do a, if I did a half, like I want to do a full marathon and I want to, I want to qualify for Boston. I mean, that's like the ultimate dream is to mm-hmm. qualify for Boston. So I signed up for a marathon later that fall. Um, and my goal was to try to qualify for Boston and that's kind of how it started and then every six months I do another marathon and I try to run just a little bit faster and a little bit faster Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what got me back into it
0: (laughs) okay did you were you training yourself at this time
1: yeah I was for a while and then I got connected with like a training group and in that group uh there was a a, one of the best masters runners in the country at the time uh and Paul Oftenberg and he uh had agreed to i mean for like 20 bucks a month my friend and i convinced him to just write us a plan where he'd give us workouts for the month and it was super low key he had never coached anybody before uh so that was after i ran boston and then once he started writing workouts for us i ended up running twin cities and i ran a 241 and then a couple months later i ran a 237 so that's when i started to Take it a little bit more seriously.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did, did things start to click like pretty quickly, or was it a, a long road back?
1: Yeah. Well, this is the this is 10 years ago when I first kind of got back into running things, mm-hmm. yeah, things clicked pretty quickly. I mean, I think I dropped my I ran a 258 in um at New York and then I ran a 250 one in boston and then i ran a 241 the following fall and then three months later i ran a 237 so i was just dropping like minutes and minutes like pretty much with every marathon Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean things just came really naturally and quickly
0: yeah it's funny i like thinking about myself and like just really any runner that takes it seriously i feel like with anything in life they like just go all in on it i guess i remember (laughs) i i also took some time off like I wasn't nearly as talented as as you are, but took some time off from running um like during college and after college and then decided mm-hmm. to get back into it. I remember just immediately like I was I hired a coach, like I was all in. It's
1: all in. Like it's, yeah. I, I think that's just like the runners like mentality. You just mm-hmm. it's like I you can't help yourself. You know, it's like, well, if I did this, if I just do this, I'll get a little bit faster. And then you just kind of keep going and going and yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a couple years into to training, seriously, again, looks um, so like you're diagnosed with osteoporosis. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Could mm-hmm. you walk us through like what that is exactly and what, um, what happened there? Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. So as I kind of mentioned, I kept like dropping time and dropping time and um, I c- continued to do that. And I was actually like, in the middle of the Chicago marathon. And I think I was on pace to run in the low 230s. And I just was having kind of all that week. My, my chest didn't feel good. I was in a little bit of pain. And then about halfway through, I was just in an intense amount of pain, like in the middle of the marathon. And I actually, I think it was around mile 18. I ended up dropping out. It was just, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I wasn't getting in like the oxygen. I felt like I needed to breathe. Like something just didn't feel right. So I thought, well, I'll drop out. Maybe I'll give it a couple weeks to heal and pop in like another marathon in, in a couple months and I ended up, uh, I get it, I got it checked out and my doctor, um, said, you know, you have, you, you have two broken ribs, like you, you need to get this checked out. You have to go to another doctor and get it checked out. So I went to another doctor and he said, um, we did a bone density scan and he said, your, your bones aren't looking good. You, you can't, you need to stop running and get your body healthy. And you'll probably, he's like, your competitive running's probably over. You know, you you may be able to run a couple miles eventually, but like it's it for you. Like this is it. You need mm. to take care of your body. And I I just remember like sitting in his office in shock. You know, because I had worked so hard to get to that point for years, and then to be told after I was in the middle of the Chicago Marathon, I couldn't run again. Like it was I. You know, I remember like kind of just looking at him like with wide eyes. Like, can you repeat that? Because I don't. It's not like. it's what you're saying is not making sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it took a couple weeks to kind of just really for it to kind of sink in. Um, and then, I mean, you know, and then over those, the course of those couple weeks, you just kind of realize like, you know, it, it is sad and running was very important to me, but it wasn't everything. There are more important things. And at the time I was at the age where, you know, like my husband and I wanted to start a family. So gradually, even though it wasn't easy, um, just to stop kind of cold turkey like that I just kind of made new priorities and then Mm. you know we set our sights on having a family and building a different part of our lives and it's amazing what you you know if you just switch your mindset you're just capable of getting over it and you find new passions and new pursuits and I got into yoga and Pilates Mm. and things like that so yeah (laughs) yeah but it wasn't easy at first to hear that news
0: yeah yeah so initially like were you like okay like I'm probably not gonna be able to run seriously again and I'm gonna have to be okay with this or was it like I'm going to overcome this it's just gonna take time like where was your mind at initially
1: um it was definitely more the former than the latter. I mean, here was like a doctor who was one of the best in his field in the whole country telling me you can't do this anymore. And I think I just said, okay. And like, I'm just going to have to learn to be okay with it. Um, and of course, like, you know, the ending eventually I did overcome it, but at the time I just, I just, he told me that was it. And I believed him. Um, so I think then I just kind of set my sights on getting my body really healthy and doing everything I could to, um, to get out of the osteoporosis, like to make my body healthy and, and, um, make sure I didn't have osteoporosis anymore, but Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily think that I would ever run again, but I did think I could overcome the osteoporosis by doing, you know, changing my lifestyle habits for sure. And, And I set my sights on that. So the first year or two after I was diagnosed and I did everything I could. I read everything I could about how to get better. Um and I I did. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Just to know that like you can build up your body from something like that.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Uh so when did you realize that like competitive running could be a reality again?
1: <laughs> um it was probably a decade later. Um so we 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 did end up um, starting a family. And, um, we, th- this is a whole nother. So over the course of that decade, we had, I don't know if you knew this story, but we had a set of twins and we kind of tragically, uh, lost them. They were born very prematurely. Um, so we lost them and then, um, we got pregnant with another set of twins uh, and then, uh, got pregnant with our son a year after that. So it was, it was and that was a very it was a very challenging um time of our lives when we lost our sons as you could imagine mm-hmm. um but so when we had our our um well fifth child uh when he was about 18 months and finally sleeping through the night i just i started to feel human again like actually mm-hmm. sleeping <laughs> 8 hours mm-hmm. and i just kind of i felt this itch or this pull just to like I just wanted to do something like something for myself and something that made me feel good. And, and I've always loved moving my body. So I started to run again and I, I convinced my husband um, to sign up for a half Ironman. <laughs> so I kind of just jumped right in we didn't, I, we did a half Ironman and uh, cause it was kind of always on my bucket list to do. And I didn't want to do a marathon again because I thought well there's no way there's no way i'm ever going to get in that kind of shape ever again because it's too hard and i just don't think i could do it again so i didn't want to compare myself um to my previous self by running marathons so mm. we just we jumped in a, a half iron man and then i later went on and, <laughs> in the full iron man and, and the swimming I, I could do without the biking was fine but I got to the run, and I just felt like it. Just felt like home. I just loved it mm. so much. And I thought, you know, like I just enough of the swimming and biking stuff. Like I just want to do <laughs> one marathon by itself, no, no swimming or biking. So, <laughs> so I ended up doing uh, doing a full marathon standalone, and mm-hmm. I did pretty good. I mean, not a PR at the time. It was a two fifty one, but. I thought, no, God, I have more in me. I can go faster. I want to see if I can go faster. And that's mm-hmm. how it, it all began again. It's like the same thing over all over again. It's just, you know, you finish one and you think, I think that's why the marathon can be so addic- addicting. It's like, oh, I, mm-hmm. if I just do this, if I just run a little bit more, if I change this, I can run faster, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and kind of, that's been the last couple years. <laughs> yeah.
0: So where are we, where are we on the timeline? Like when, uh, when was the, the half Ironman?
1: Oh, so the half Ironman, um, and the full that were both, um, 2019 summer of 2019 and then the fall. So actually uh, almost exactly three years ago was when I did my first, um, actual like running, like workout, like hard interval workout. And I had never, I didn't do any interval training when I was training for my triathlon. I just put in the time. Um, so when I signed up for my first standalone marathon, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to do workouts again. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. so
1: about three years ago is when I did my very first workout. Yeah.
0: So. so, so, recovering from osteoporosis and then like starting to train for this half Ironman, like, did you know after that first run that you were like healthy again and you're good to go, or is it something that can come back or, uh, yeah. um,
1: yeah so I had an idea. I had done a, a bone scan um, years ago, and that showed that my I was getting better like it had downgraded to like a low grade osteopenia um, which basically means like it, my bones were building back mm. and then I had kept like the same lifestyle habits so i and then i I would run um like maybe a couple of days a week with a jogging stroller with my son and I didn't have any pain I felt pretty good um, but i um before I started training for the half Ironman I did go back and get a bone density scan just to make sure before I even started the training that I mm-hmm. could I was able to even do it and my bone density scan showed like my bones were perfectly healthy so that's mm-hmm. when I kind of said okay like let's let's go so yeah I did get it checked before I, I jumped in again
0: okay so and it I- sounds like family was definitely a huge driver but what uh, what else uh you can talk more about that as well, but what have been some of your, I guess, motivations or keys to having so much success, you know, post-college?
1: Oh, post-college? Um, the first time or the second time or in general, when I, <laughs> when I mm. started training.
0: Either, whatever comes to mind.
1: Either or. Um, mm. Yeah, I think uh, a, a couple things. I think um, kind of with each I think not getting too far ahead of myself. Like I set a goal for like maybe that season based on where I'm at and what I I'm capable of. And I think, okay, like, what do I need to do like this season just to improve? I think I, I really did a good job of focusing on the process of improvement rather than the outcome. And I just, I find so much joy in like just getting better, like pushing myself, putting in the work, Mm. um, you know, doing the little things and just like getting better with each season. Um, I I think that's a big part of it. And I think also, you know, even though running is really important to me and I work really hard at it um, and I do, you know, make it a priority, it's just, it's just a piece of the pie for me. You know, I have so many other great things going on. I have a beautiful family, um, you know, and a wonderful life. So that like, if, you know, if something happens with running or I don't have a good workout or it's not the end of the world. Like mm. It's just, it, it's just a piece of the whole pie. And I think I have a lot of other pieces that, you know, make a full life. So it's just, I don't dwell on it too much. It's just, you know, I have a lot of other things going on with my kids and I think just mm. having, you know, kind of a well-rounded balanced life. It is important too.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of having a balanced life. I feel like, yeah, I don't know if you can dedicate yourself to a few things. I think it just oh, really yeah. sets you up for a happy and successful life.
1: For sure. Yeah. You can't, um, you know, put too much, um, too much in, in one bucket for sure. Yeah. It takes kind of sucks out all the joy if it's, if you're always thinking about it or if it's too intense.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you've had your, you've had a lot of success, especially the past couple of years. Um, how, how have the, every have race has gone recently and and what goals do you have? like moving forward.
1: Um things have gone really well. Um I I've set, you know, I just turned 40 this year and i set PRs um, you know, from the mile all the way to the marathon and I mean I just turned 40 like 3 months ago, so I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I've never I ran a 445 mile. No, I never ran that fast in college. <laughs> so that yeah. was that was fun and then um my last two marathons well my last four marathons i've pr'd in um every one of them um this one this last one berlin was a, a small one i think 25 seconds or somewhere around there um and i i do think i do think i'm capable of running faster um and I'm, it's not to say i will you know there's a lot of things that have to work in your favor you have to stay healthy things have to go i mean the marathon like you know there's nothing that's given in a marathon there's all kinds of things that could go wrong at any moment so um but i do think i'm capable of going faster Mm. so i I, i'm gonna try to find out
0: (laughs) there we go um so you're like you're pretty close to like the elite of the elite and marathon um but this is something i think a decent amount about like is there anything that you would like change about our sport to give more opportunity for like that like sub elite category those like those people in between maybe in between Boston and like the Olympics, like that group of people. I don't know if that's something oh. you think about.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it it is, it is funny. Like, I feel like I'm right at that cusp, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I know like, I do have some work to do if I if I want to get jumped to that next level, but I, like, I'm, just, I'm so close. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of women that are in that cat, a lot of women. I mean, US distance running is just like on fire right now. But I think, you know, you never know. One of those women could be, one, could be someone who ends up running in the low 220s or mid-20s, mid-220s, if they're just given the opportunity. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I think there's an opportunity um, for that group, maybe not to quite be sponsored like, you know, a pro pro, but I think there should definitely be some kind of middle ground there for sure. And I'm actually, um, I'm affiliated with um, the Smith um, amateur support program. And I think that they do a really good job of kind of having that middle ground where they have a little bit of support, um, you know, and they help out with getting you into races and things like that, which is wonderful. Um, but I do think there, you know, there's an opportunity for brands to kind of, you know, um, kind of help out with that, this kind of group that's not quite there, but if they're given mm-hmm. the right opportunity and the right funding and, um, you know, gear, I think that they could improve, um, and become the elite of the elite. So mm. definitely, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think too, like it, you know, in in this group of people, you know, running, um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, people aren't gonna rem- remember what time you ran or what place you were if you're the second American or first American, whatever maybe except for Kipchoge running like a sub two hour (laughs) marathon. But like other than that, you know, it's really about your story and how Mm. you inspire other people to do something great in their own lives. And I think, um, there are so many wonderful stories of, you know, someone coming back from adversity or doing something really cool after, you know, maybe being told, Hey, you're never going to run again. And then they go on to qualify for the Olympic trials. I think there's more that can be, um, Kind of brought out as like inspiration for other people to do similar things in their own lives you know that maybe just a time on a clock and i think that's mm. where maybe some peaks there could be like advantages to some brands as to using like stories of people to help inspire you know someone else
0: yeah absolutely and that's a, a big motivation behind like what we're doing here and like i wanted to mm-hmm. be kind of a sounding board for for people's stories like yourselves um Do you have a marathon on the calendar right now?
1: I do. Uh, I'm actually going to do CIM in just eight weeks. So yeah, Uh, I know it's kind of a short turnaround, but I kind of like to piggyback like a couple and then take a, like after CIM I'll take a good long break and Mm -hmm. let my body recover um, from that. But yeah, so (laughs) we'll see.
0: Okay. That's a, it's a good, good race. Good course.
1: Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. um, I've never done it. So I'm excited. I've I've heard it's fast. I hope it's fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you uh, understand you're also coaching now as well. Is that Uh true? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I
1: have a a handful of athletes that I coach, which is really fun. And a couple of them are my good friends. So yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. And I, and I think it, you know, being an elite athlete kind of gives you an advantage because you know exactly how your own athletes are feeling and you can kind of walk them through it. And I, I just think that helps quite a bit and it helps me too, because, you know, if I'm telling the athletes that I coach to do something, I'm like, well, I, I better do that too. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of gives me motivation to do well and push myself in my own workouts because I tell them to do that. So I have to set a good example for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have you thought about like coaching in a, like a high school or college setting?
1: You know, I haven't right now. It it would be um, from like a lifestyle perspective. Um, I just wouldn't want to be not with my kids during afternoons and weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my family really right now is um, individual coaching is perfect because I can kind of do it in between my kids' schedules. Absolutely.
0: But I think
1: giving back at some point like that would be really great. Maybe when my kids get to high school, you know, I'll mm-hmm. coach start, start a start um, I could start something at the middle school at their school. So yeah, yeah, eventually I'd like to, to give back in that way for sure.
0: How old are your kids now?
1: So my twins are seven and my son is five.
0: Okay. Fun age. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, Cool. Before we move to the athlete's corner, uh, is there anything like thinking back to high school, college, post-college, any stories or any moments or anything that you, that we didn't cover, you'd want to share?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, I'm just so grateful that um, I had the kind of uh, coaching that I did, uh, and I know not everybody is as fortunate to have um great coaches, but I have just been so lucky, um, all throughout. You know, from when I started, I had a coach that made it fun, and you know, made me want to keep going. And then, um, as I mentioned, Dan Kinghorn, is still at Chatard I just I'll never forget, um how much he believed in me by being willing to show up at five 30 in the morning, you know, outside of the regular team practice. And I always remember he'd show up with like this huge, like super sized coffee cup, you know, and I make fun of him for drinking like this big gold coffee. Now as a parent, as you know, with three children, I totally get it. But, (laughs) but just, I mean, every single one of my coaches just how much they believed in me and how much they, you know, took out of their own time and their own day to like help us succeed Mm -hmm. i think that's just that's really
0: cool yeah yeah absolutely that's awesome okay so we're gonna move to athletes corner get your uh, (laughs) advice on different things so first one is what we what advice would you have for um high school runners looking to make the most of their time in high school uh, especially like female athletes Mm
1: -hmm. Um I think this is a great question. I would say, um, set yourself up to where you will enjoy the sport for the rest of your life. You know, don't mm-hmm. burn out too early. You're in high school. like don't feel like you need to run super high mileage or you know, run um, intense every single day. You know it's a balance, and you want to set yourself up for the long term. Um, run hard when you need to, but run easy on your easy days. And I think really, um, especially for the females, I think there's a pressure to look a certain way. And, um, I think it's so important to, you know, feel your body, um, enough and appropriately in the right kinds of foods. Um, but, but definitely enough to make sure you're setting yourself up for, you know, a whole career, um, in the sport and make it fun. You know, it's supposed to be fun at the end of the day. Like, don't don't take yourself too seriously work hard enjoy your teammates um it's just so cool to have like i miss teammates in high school and college and just to have to be in that group of people just yeah have as much fun as you can
0: absolutely yeah i think it's like thinking back on my time in high school it's easy to just always be thinking about the next race or next workout and kind of miss the the journey the process of it Uh, yeah okay
1: what would you say to your (laughs) if you could go back
0: yeah um i think i think kind of something along those lines like make make the most of your training and your time in high school like you said like work hard when it's time to work hard take it easy when it's time to take it easy but i don't know make the most of those relationships because i think mm-hmm. i don't know some of my best friends today are still um guys i ran with in high school and so I, I don't know i don't think i would change anything in that regard so mm-hmm. yeah and it just, it just flies by it's it's how how quickly school goes it Uh,
1: really does
0: (laughs) and like i i remember my pr race but like for cross country but that's like about it and most of my memories are the the time scoop around and in practice and hanging out with my friends so yeah for
1: sure yeah and you and you can still like work really hard and, Mm -hmm. and but also have fun at the same time and and you're right like those are the things that you remember really at the end of the day
0: yeah, absolutely. Okay. What would your advice be to a high school senior looking to run in college um, and just how to handle the the recruiting process and things like that?
1: Um, gosh, this is so long ago. Um, I would say, you know, listen to your own inner compass. Um, don't go do somewhere, Go don't go to a school or do something that just because somebody's, telling you to do it or because you're trying to make someone else happy i think really um try to look deep within yourself and find out like what feels good to you like where do you think you're gonna thrive and and just try to listen to your like kind of what your gut's telling you to do Mm, because it's your life it's not your parents or your coaches or your friends you know and don't go somewhere because of a friend either like Mm. you know you can always keep that friend or you know yeah
0: absolutely yeah, that's <laughs> it's such a tough time in life.
1: It is. Oh, gosh, I'm so glad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, I don't think I'd go back and do it over again.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like like you said, the I think the transition to college or post high school is tough. And then transition into, I quote unquote, the real world is also so challenging.
1: Tough. Oh, my gosh.
0: So tough. Yeah,
1: you just feel clueless. Like, I, is this the right thing to do? What do I do? I don't know. Some yeah,
0: questions. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what would your advice be to uh, maybe a young college runner or a college runner who's kind of questioning, is this, is this for me?
1: Yeah, I think again, just listening, listening to your own inner wisdom. Um, it, it, and I, I I don't really have experience. And I always kind of knew that I wanted to be as good as I possibly could in college. Um, But I think just take care of the little things, you know, sleep is so important. Um, nutrition is really important and, and buy into your, buy into your coaching. You know, if, if you're not, if you don't have that belief, then, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: Mm, definitely. Uh, what advice would you give to, I guess, any, any runner of any age who experiences or is experiencing a roadblock in their career and like, how do they overcome that? Ooh,
1: um, <clears throat> I think just just continue continue to do the work and focus on what you can do and focus on any any wins little wins you know I mean I think just uh, consistency staying consistent because you never know like that big jump could be right around the corner and Mm -hmm. and just continue to believe in yourself and and that if if you keep working hard and maybe adding in something else into your routine maybe you're strength training or something like that but just to can just to keep trying as des linden would say right just like keep showing up <laughs> mm. you never know what's right around the corner
0: definitely but
1: but and then uh, um you know make sure you're having fun too because if you're not if you're kind of in a um i guess a standstill and you're you're not enjoying it because you don't feel like you're improving you know make make sure it's fun and you're enjoying it as well
0: absolutely yeah, I really liked what you. That's good. That's good. I really liked what you said before as well about like living a balanced life. Like mm-hmm. you, like when when running was taken from you for a bit, you were able to like lean into your family and other aspects of your life to to persevere. So yeah, I think it's it's a, definitely a, life is a balancing act. Like taking your running as seriously as you can, but I don't know, like having other things that you can rely on and find joy in. I think is huge.
1: Yeah absolutely i mean it's important but it's it's definitely not everything so yeah continue to live your life and yeah
0: for sure and i'm also thinking back like to my high school experience as well um i think another key aspect to making the most of it is i think you kind of mentioned this as well in regards to marathon running like people i don't know people don't really remember like your place your time unless you're like kipchoge Mm -hmm. like the best in the world i think a lot of running and the beauty of it is like becoming the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. like especially because i'm I'm an assistant for carmel now like the biggest program in the state and there's like 100 kids and like some of the kids on the team like have no hopes of being on varsity or running at state but it's it's fun finding like joy in in their progress like some of these kids Mm -hmm. are taking you know, maybe they're running in the twenties, but they're taking a minute off their time each season, which is like amazing. You know, that's
1: so cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: Absolutely. And I think you you yeah. realize that after, after like college as well, like distance running is just so competitive and so competitive. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah well, and what, I what think that's say, why. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, just like Kipchoge. I mean, he and even him, he's the best in the world. He's the goat, and and he says like he doesn't say, you know, I. Kipchoge is not limited. He said, no human is limited. And you need Mm -hmm. to find out like what that limit is for you. And maybe it's running a sub two thirty marathon. Maybe it's qualifying for Boston. Maybe it's just showing up on the line of a marathon and just completing it, or maybe it doesn't have anything to do with running at all. But I think we all have these limits. And I think part of the fun and the joy is just finding what that is for you and and overcoming like doing things that you maybe didn't ever think that you could do and like how Mm -hmm. much confidence does that spill over into every other area of your life I mean it's Mm -hmm. just incredible I think sports are just so valuable for life skills it's just they're incredible
0: yeah couldn't agree more um let me see what advice would you give um maybe moms trying to pursue their running career or even just people who are like working and have, have a lot of things on their plate, but still want to run competitively.
1: Oh yeah. This one uh, hits really home for me because I struggled with mom guilt for so long. I think the entire, <laughs> like for a year, it was just every time I stepped out the door, it was like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be getting your kids, whatever. And I think, you know, I mean, it's just so important to, to take some time for yourself to, to fill up your own cup. Mm. um but because you're just going to be that much better for the people that you love when you get back mm. and you're going to be happier and you know if you're happy that spills over into everybody else um but yeah it's it's hard you know i i felt mom guilt very deeply for a really long time but i think just like telling yourself it's okay and also uh, looking at all of the um for me what helped too was looking at the stories of other w- women and men who were also parents who were doing the mm. same thing that I wanted to do and saying like allowing myself like, um, okay, like if they're doing it, you know, it's it's okay for you to let yourself do it too. Mm. But I think also just knowing that, you, you know, you're setting a good example for your kids about being healthy, about striving for something, working hard at something. They, they see that and, mm. and they follow suit. Mm-hmm.
0: I really, that's, that's awesome. I really like, really like that. I feel like, because running is, like, such a solo sport, it can be, For there's, sure. there's some, yeah. like, yeah, there's some <laughs> guilt attached to it, like, I shouldn't be doing this, oh, I yeah. should be spending my time elsewhere, but, like you said, coming back from running, I always feel, feel so much better, I feel so much mm-hmm. more, like, present in my, my life, and, yeah, I really like what you
1: Absolutely, what you said. yeah, and the, really, tr- truly, like, the nice thing about our sport is, and, you know, it's not like swimming, where, you know, you could spend, Four or five hours in a pool, you know, you mm-hmm. you run for an hour and then and then you're done. So it's not like it, you know, you don't have to drive anywhere or drive your bike to park. And you know, you can just throw on your shoes, head out the door, and it's it's really pretty, um, pretty good from a time <laughs> management perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a kind of specific question to maybe a pretty like maybe a smaller section of our audience, but for those running competitively, competitively that are looking to maybe make a little bit of money from their running? Um, how, mm-hmm. how have you been able to navigate um, like sponsorship and, and different things like that?
1: Um, I think, um, well, that's a, that's a good question. It would, nice yeah. <laughs> it would be nice to have more, but you know, I think if you're in it for those reasons, you're, you're probably not in it for the right reasons. And I think mm. those things are icing on the cake. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're doing it just for those kinds of things, you're, you're probably in the wrong, in the wrong place. Um, But, you know, I think, you know, I've gotten some money from races and things like that, but seeking them out. I mean, don't be afraid to contact a company and say, Hey, this is my story. You know, I think I could um, inspire other people wearing your brand or, you know, reach out to them and say, Hey, like, what do you think about a partnership or something like that? You never know Mm -hmm. what somebody will, maybe they'll, you know, give you some clothes or give you a gift certificate or like a discount you know but don't be afraid to reach out yourself if it's a brand that that you really like and um you'd feel comfortable promoting
0: absolutely um before we ra- wrap up i forgot to mention this i'm glad i remembered it but um so i reached out to you over instagram to ask about like this <laughs> interview and like i re- I knew your name because of like how fast you've been running in the marathon but I like I didn't know exactly what you looked like and I saw what you looked like and I was like, you look so familiar. And I remember it's because you <laughs> you like beat me by a couple of seconds at the Carmel Half two years ago. I know I mentioned this to you, but yeah. I remember you passed me, you passed me with like a mile to go. And the only reason I remember that is because your husband and three kids were <laughs> cheering you on, right? As you passed me. And I remember being like so demoralized. <laughs> like no things. No. Oh, i was i was very impressed I, as well but no oh, that was pretty funny. i
1: would say i would say i'm sorry but like honestly like those things bring me so much joy like- yeah <laughs> all
0: right we're back but, so i think i got most of the the story but yeah i thought that was was funny
1: yeah, it's it's funny. I'm not I'm so I, I am like, I'm sorry that I passed you. But um, <laughs> I just it, it brings me so much joy just to like, you know, know that my kids were out there and my husband mm-hmm. and he I know he had like the harder job of the day, right? Like I just got yeah. to go run and he had to take care of the kids and put them on the course. So that was, I'm always thankful for him. But yeah, it's such a thrill to know like, hey, you can still run fast and then like, give your kids three kids high fives. I just yeah. think that's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely um cool is there uh is there anything else you'd like to to say or share before we uh wrap up
1: uh, no i think we hit on a, a lot of really good um a really good points but yeah i think just you know making it fun and um kind of, we kind of touched on this but you know like at the end of the day i mean people don't remember your times or your place but it's about how you help and inspire others, you know, mm. to get the best out of themselves and to lead healthier lives and to push themselves. And, um, I just think that's so important. And I think that's what makes the sport so beautiful. Um, and then the people you meet along the way too. I've, i mean, i I've, I've, I'm just such a big, um, fan of like uh, the sport for that reason, like the people it's brought into our, our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think I mentioned too, like, just like the coaches that i've ha- had along the way i feel so fortunate um across the board like from when i first started to um my coaches now um it's just yeah the people are great have fun sure.
0: <laughs> simple as that
1: yeah
0: awesome well i appreciate your time um thanks again yeah, for coming of course. on
1: thank you for having me no this problem all
0: right everybody until next time i'll see you later